0: Welcome to Episode 192 of The X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are back with The X-Files rather than The Lone Gunman. This is Season 8, Episode 15, Dead Alive. Original air date was April 1st, 2001. The IMDb user score is 8.4 out of 10. And the action primarily takes place in Maryland, right around the FBI offices once again. So this opens with a funeral for Mulder. We see him buried. Then it cuts to three months later, when a ship at sea pulls a body out of the ocean, goes in for an autopsy, and the body starts moving. And it turns out that this guy who's been in the water for months, often face down, is actually Billy Miles, and he's alive. Skinner finds this out, drags Doggett out of bed in the middle of the night without telling Scully to have Mulder exhumed, just in case he's also alive. Turns out he is. Now, three months since the last episode, everybody knows Scully's pregnant because she is definitely showing, and Doggett is hesitant because he doesn't want this to, to open up old wounds because Mulder's in such rough shape that there is really no hope for him. Now, he's... Also, got a choice to make because Kirsch came to him and offered him a promotion to fact track him out of the X Files office now that Mulder's been found again. Although this offer was made when Mulder was still dead and buried, and Doggett was hesitant to take that promotion even though it was going to be really good for his career, but he recognized that Scully was six weeks away from maternity leave. So, with Doggett promoted out of the office, that could give Kirsch the excuse to drag his heels on finding a new partner for her and then just shut down the X Files completely. And while Doggett doesn't necessarily jump to the extreme explanations, he now does see the value in keeping the office open. As we go, Krychek reappears through the use of the nanotechnology to go after Skinner. And he's willing to offer the vaccine that'll save Mulder's life and keep Mulder as the person that they want him to be. But in exchange, Skinner has to make sure that Scully's baby is never born, which makes us in the audience think that there are plans for this baby that Scully would not be okay with. Skinner finds that he's not able to do that and instead decides to unplug Balder and kill him. Meanwhile, Billy Miles sheds the outer layer and comes out seemingly perfectly fine. He's medically indistinguishable from what he was before, But now he appears to be an alien replicant, saying that the aliens are going to be here to save us all. Scully and Doggett have an argument about this and about these explanations. Doggett is still not convinced what's going on, but he does go back to Absalom and gets the same story that these people he was saving who had been left for dead would be replaced by aliens who looked like the other ones to usher in the invasion. So he's willing to say that, yeah, we can't let that happen. And he goes after Krychek, after Skinner turns him down, to try and get that vaccine. Now, this is the vaccine that Krychek got with Mulder in Russia back in the Tunguska-Turba 2 part. So, I don't know, it's, one, it's either one heck of a vaccine that doesn't need refrigerated and he can just carry it around for years without a problem. Seems like a long shelf life to a vaccine for me. Or he does have a way to replenish his supply we don't know exactly which. Either way, that vaccine is gone, but they accidentally discover when Skinner takes Mulder off life support, that that was actually feeding the virus and hurrying the transformation. Once they disconnected him, his fever came down and they were able to fight it using conventional means. So in the end, Mulder does come too, and Looks like he's on the path to recovery and returning to the office. So, this episode was written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz. So, those are familiar names. The director is Tony Warmby. So, we've heard his name before. This is his third of seven episodes of The X Files. In fact, we have heard of most of the guest cast here this week. The recurring guest cast are Nick Lee, Mitch Pileggi, James Pickens Jr., Tom Braidwood, Dean Hagland, and Bruce Harwood. The Lone Gunmen were there briefly for the funeral, which I believe was filmed in Vancouver since the Lone Gunman actors were in Los Angeles pretty much full-time. Scully was going back and forth, and the snow at the funeral is real snow. Fake snow just doesn't look like the real stuff. So I do believe that one scene was probably shot in Vancouver. Now, aside from that, the other guest stars had very small parts. There's Gibby Brand, who's got maybe five minutes of screen time, if that. He's got 41 credits to her, to his name, best known for Raise Your Voice, Bound by Honor, Father of the Bride, and The Practice. This is his only appearance on The X-Files. Larry Dwarf pays the Emmy's assistant. He's got 39 acting credits to his name. Most recently, playing a variety of characters, including psychiatrists, a water delivery guy, and God, in Mike Tyson Mysteries, as well as the Looney Tunes show, the Mad TV series. He does seem to be doing a lot of voice work. This is his only X Files credit, best known as a writer for Nobodies, as a police officer in Evan Almighty, a reporter in All About Steve, and another police officer in Tammy. Richard McGonagall plays the main Emmy, who is about to do an autopsy on Billy Miles when he finds out that he's not actually dead. He's probably the most recognizable of the guest stars here. This is his only X Files appearance, but he's got hundred and eighty-seven credits to his name. He's best known for being the narrator in Five Hundred Days of Summer, a judge in Rules of Engagement, Victor Sullivan in Uncharted Three, and Doctor Sachs in Rules of Engagement. Now, Nelson Maschita. Plays Yakedo, or Yakito in Darkman. He was a Japanese tech in Independence Day. He was a negotiator in Rising Sun. And he was a doctor in Obsessed. 67 acting credits to his name. Most recently, 2020. So he is still working. He plays Dr. Lim in this and an upcoming episode of The X-Files. So here and the next X-Files have this actor in them. David Doty has 87 credits, best known for Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, Bad Teacher, Minority Report, and Sea Biscuit. His most recent credit is from 2011. Here he plays the minister at the funeral. It's his only X Files appearance. Now, Mary Wickliffe has 41 acting credits to her name. Here she plays a nurse, and that comes up as one of her top four best known, along with Joyride, Rules of Engagement, and Desperate Housewives. This is her only X-Files appearance. Now, Larry Rippenkroger is here as the deckhand. He's actually only got 11 credits as an actor to his name. He was a town car driver in the movie in 1998, Fight the Future. This is his only episode in the TV series. But on top of those 11 acting credits, he's got 97 stunt credits, including what appear to be a number... Of movies where he's working as a stunt double for Bruce Willis and for Michael Roker, so he's the stunt double for uh, Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy and for John McClane and some other Bruce Willis works, including Red and you know G.I. Joe: The Rise of Cobra, The Surrogates, Breaking Bad. He's got a lot of stunt work here. So yeah, that's about it for the stars. Now this episode did win the Emmy Award for Outstanding Makeup for a series. Part of that is going to be Billy Miles, especially when he sloughs off that extra layer of skin that he was under. That was fairly impressive. More impressive that I found reading the complete X-Files behind the series, the myths, and the movies, is that aside from that final scene where Mulder actually speaks, all the other scenes of Mulder are not played by David Duchovny. That is a photo double wearing a David Duchovny mask that the makeup team put together, and I never would have known that if I hadn't actually read the trivia. I thought David Duchovny got an easy job on his first week back, spending most of the time just lying there in makeup, which is what he used to joke about with Gillian Anderson when she came back after her pregnancy. But apparently he wasn't even doing that; he was just in that last scene, and the rest was a photo double. So that strikes me as a well-deserved award for makeup in that case. That's about all we have to say about Dead Alive. Join us again in two weeks' time when we return to The Lone Gunman for Planet of the Frohickeys, and then after that we'll cover three words. Thank you for listening.